everybody. I'm Jonathan Randall, and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. Nothing lasts forever, and apparently my days in this studio are numbered. So if anybody knows a recording space I could use in New York City, please let me know. I've had a really good run here and will continue to use this space as long as I can, but there is a possibility that someone will barge through that door at any moment and kick me out. So hopefully that'll add a bit of excitement to this week's episode. Will Jonathan make it through the whole episode or will the studio shut him down? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. So cross your fingers that we make it, everybody, and let's get into it while there still is time. You guys may have noticed my blood eye. That's right, I'm hardcore. You have a tattoo? Big deal. I have a blood eye. Don't you dare look away. Who knows how long I'll have it or where it came from, but I have been killing it at staring contests ever since I got it. It definitely gives me a little bit of edge, but I wish I had a cool story to go with it other than I don't know how I got it. I didn't even notice I had it, but I was on a TikTok live and people were like, uh, dude, what's wrong with your eye? And I was like, there's nothing wrong with my eye. What do you mean something's wrong with my eye? And then I started like using the screen as like a mirror. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with my eye? Then I started taking medical advice from people on TikTok live. Thankfully, someone did write me a prescription and it's all good. I mean, not my eye, but I have a pharmaceutical hookup. The bloody eye should go away on its own in like a week or two, and it looks a lot worse than it actually is. But it makes this episode not only episode 59, but the one with the bloody eye. <laughs> I don't know why I just laugh like that. The NYPD is investigating a chemical attack on a pro-Palestinian protest at Columbia University. Students were sprayed with something that had a foul odor, made them nauseous, gave them headaches, and burned their eyes. At least eight people were hospitalized, and others reported that their hair and clothing had a foul smell for hours. Columbia University has identified who sprayed the chemical, and while they have been banned from campus, they have not been publicly identified. But according to Students for Justice in Palestine, it was two former Israeli soldiers who committed this hate crime using skunk, a chemical developed by the Israeli military for crowd control. It was a totally peaceful protest, but many supporters of Israel are determined to shut down any and all dialogue that brings attention to Israel's flagrant human rights violations. A Palestinian American teenager was shot and killed in the West Bank. Maybe the fact that he was an American from Louisiana will actually have the Biden administration take action against Israel, but I'm not holding my breath. As the teen's father said at his funeral, they are using our tax dollars in the U.S. to support the weapons to kill our own children. I doubt the IRS will even give you a tax deduction for tax dollars going to the weapons that killed your child. 
As an American, I am already horrified that the money I pay in taxes is being used for the occupation and to oppress the Palestinian people. And sadly, even an American citizen being killed won't end U.S. funding to Israel. He may have been born and raised right outside in New Orleans, but he was still Palestinian. And sadly, there is nothing more Palestinian than being killed by the Israeli military or by Israeli settlers. Prior to October 7th, Gaza was known as an open-air prison and a concentration camp. And compared to what it is now, those were the good old days. 85% of the population has been driven from their homes. One in four of its 2.3 million people are starving. Over 60,000 have been injured. Over 25,000 killed. And who knows how many are still trapped under the rubble. So many people are dying that Palestinians have to write their names on their bodies so they could be identified when they are killed. Some say it's a genocide, and not just on social media, but at the International Court of Justice. We are way past false accusations of anti-Semitism, and there are thousands and thousands of Jews and Israelis who have joined the millions around the world fighting to end Israel's oppression of the Palestinian people. A ceasefire is only the beginning. And Israel's war on the Palestinian people started way before October 7th. While the fight may be currently focused on ending Israel's brutal destruction of Gaza, it won't be over until there is freedom and equality for all people. Free Palestine. Netanyahu further proved why he needs to be removed from office by saying he will never allow a Palestinian state and it's time for the Biden administration to stop being Israel's bitch and end all financial support to Israel. Biden could talk about the importance of a Palestinian state all day, but it's clear that Bibi has his own agenda and the only thing he wants from Biden is unconditional financial support. Bibi and his band of bigots never wanted peace, and the indiscriminate bombing of Gaza is further evidence of what they really want, and that's to kill and displace Palestinians. Saudi Arabia has made it clear that they will not normalize relations with Israel until there is a Palestinian state. And European Union foreign ministers say that a Palestinian state is the only way to achieve peace. The United Nations chief said rejection of the two-state solution will indefinitely prolong a conflict that is threatening global peace and emboldening extremists everywhere. Netanyahu isn't listening and prefers an open-ended military control over Gaza. And those who worship the golden calf that is Israel put all the blame for their not being peace on the Palestinians while extremist bigots make up Israel's government and continue to dehumanize and oppress the Palestinian people. Even the family members of the Israeli hostages have zero faith in Netanyahu and his right-wing government. 
A group of them stormed the Israeli parliament demanding Israel do more to have their loved ones returned. Seems where you really need to be putting up posters of the kidnapped Israelis is outside of Netanyahu's house. There are still 130 Israeli hostages, but it is clear that the Israeli government cares more about eradicating Hamas than bringing them home. And it doesn't help that Israeli airstrikes and soldiers keep killing them. There are widespread communication blackouts in Gaza preventing the people there from being able to communicate with loved ones, to contact emergency services, and to be able to share what they are experiencing online. It also makes delivering humanitarian aid way more difficult. This is where eSIMs come into play. They are software versions of the little insertable chips that can access the internet using Israeli, Egyptian, or general Middle Eastern cell towers. Pro-Palestinian activists have created eSIMs for Gaza and are gathering eSIMs and getting them to the people who need them. Check out their website, GazaEsims.com, on how you can donate an eSIM to help provide vital internet connection for those suffering in Gaza. Follow me across social media at Jonathan Randall, especially on Instagram. TikTok is still suppressing my content. Also, please check out my Etsy shop and the occupation. 60% of all profits go to help Palestinians through the Freedom Theater and the Mercy Corps. I'll put a link to that in the description. My Kofi page is growing, and I want to thank everybody who has shown me support there and who has become a monthly member. I'll put the link to that in the description. This Sunday, January 28th, we're having our first Q&A Zoom exclusively for Kofi members. It's insane to me that people are cutting me off giving me the cold shoulder, trolling me, and don't want to hire me because I speak out for freedom and equality for all people? When did that become a bad thing? Does wanting freedom and equality for all become bad when the reason people don't have freedom and equality is because of the state of Israel? I call out Israel's human rights violations because I am Jewish and refuse to be silent when people are being oppressed in the name of Judaism. I'm horrified that Netanyahu has been prime minister for over 16 years and that the current government is made up of racist extremists. You should be too, but you're too busy asking people to condemn Hamas. I think ending settler violence and the occupation should be a priority for Jews everywhere, but you all seem too busy telling people what they mean when they say from the river to the sea. It's way past time to stop blaming Palestinians and start taking serious action against Netanyahu, his extremist government, settler violence, and expansion. The state of Israel has done horrible things. Admitting them doesn't make you a bad Jew. It makes you a good person. I'm Jonathan Randall. How you like me now?